When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready for war? Then bring it on. My craftmatic like a stripper. When it's out, you throw your cash at it. Hope I don't rat tat it from the hash and grass at it. I spit in mad rapid like I took a bad package. You pay tolls of the drummer. I easy pass static. But when it's time, my bad habit. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the WWE Rundown. I'm your host, Troy. Joining me, John is here. Our long national nightmare is over, and I have I can fucking forget Adnan Burke's name and just move on with my life. Well, there we go. Uh, <laughs> and joining us as well, Sal is here. Um, I don't I don't know who John's talking about, but it's good to be here. <laughs> there we go. That will be all of our hosts tonight, as uh, Ginger. Thought he might have been able to get better reception by putting his router up his ass. Uh, turned out uh, the sheer force of his colon just shattered it. So he will be back way later once he gets that worked out. Uh, Jason is still off uh, playing with balls. So we will hopefully we'll have him back at some point in time in the future as well. So, uh, yeah, we have a bit of news to get into. I'm hoping that doesn't autoplay. Okay, there we go. Uh, <laughs> I've had a, a real tough time lately with things autoplaying on me. Did you get a new laptop? Uh, yes, I did. Uh, last week I did. Nice. How's it going? It works. That's all that matters. <laughs> it's not. It's not my not my first choice, but it's what I could afford in the in, in the short term, and it works. So. I hear you. Uh, started slightly better, and now we're here. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's been a, an interesting week. Of course, uh, John was very happy to uh, hear of the news that we're starting off our news things with uh, this week, which is that WWE and Adnan Verk have mutually agreed to part ways, which means that Adnan Verk lasted seven episodes. Yep, there it is. <laughs> Which is uh, seven episodes too many. Yeah. Well, to be, to be fair, it's seven more than I thought he was on because I I was like, what, three, four? It's only been like a month, right? Yeah. <clears throat> um, dude. I mean, credit to them for not drilling this into the ground for the next two months and, and just sticking to their guns. But I don't think I've ever seen anybody... Not even Adam Lee have this short of a stint in the WWE. So take it for what you will. 
but Adnan Verk on Twitter said, Thanks to WWE for a wonderful opportunity. The weekly travel along with my other jobs was a grind for me and my family. I'm grateful to everyone with the company, especially Corey Graves and Byron Saxon, for being such fantastic teammates. So things were just going to get harder for him if he was already having travel issues when they're not even traveling and he's just having to travel back and forth between his ESPN job and WWE. If they go on the road, yeah, it wasn't going to be, <laughs> you know. Right. Either he wasn't smart enough to anticipate that or that's bullshit. Like, the- it's very possible either way. Um, so I've, I, I know I've talked about it on this show in the past, but ESPN has sort of two schools of announcers. They have their, like, well, now he's retired, but Kenny Main, like, all business, like, give you a lot of facts. And that's the, that's the school that I like. Then I got the other one, which is the Chris Berman school of catchphrases oh. and noises and goofy shit. And that's what Adnan Verk does. <laughs> and that's what a lot of their fucking... They're, they're, that, like, fucking boom goes the dynamite bullshit that they do on ESPN all the time is why I cannot watch SportsCenter anymore. Because, and that's exactly what Anna Verk was doing, where he'd come in and be like, oh, boom, yeah, oh, gosh, like, that I don't need, like, you know? <laughs> Tell- There's certain guys in the history of ESPN that have had, like, dry humor, and it's been really good. Like, they'll have, like, one-liners or zingers, but it works. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Stuart Scott, I thought Stuart Scott was was amazing, right? Yeah. Even I Kenny like- Mayne, Kenny Mayne had a dry, dry sense of humor. Yeah. You know? I liked uh, Dan Patrick and Old Bourbon back in the day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, right. this this new like Chris Berman was Chris Berman, and that's who he was. That was his style. Yeah, and I hated him, and I still do. <laughs> that's fine. You know, I get what his style was. It's like a it's like a niche thing. You know what I mean? Mm. People would turn into NFL primetime. That's what they wanted to hear. Yeah. Um, I don't get the idea of of trying to copy that style on SportsCenter with all these different like anchors. It's just no, it doesn't. I that style it, doesn't go with every sport. <laughs> I think it translates even worse to wrestling because the commentator isn't, like, they're, they're helping tell the story. So, like, if you just have someone who is, like, spouting, like, inane nonsense, like, passionately, it doesn't actually add much to what's happening. Right. I think I think the guy saw an opportunity and, and you know, didn't understand what he was in for. Mm-hmm. And I think, to be to be fair, I believe the WWE kind of they expect it too much. Like, you're going to put this guy on Raw? Like, are you nuts? <laughs> it just doesn't seem to me like a well-thought-out plan by either party. I think they figured his experience, you know, um, watching or, or commenting on live events and things like that would translate well, and it just didn't work out, you know? Because then you look at Pat McAfee, and it's a complete polar opposite, where it's like McAfee went in there and has been fucking great and phenomenal, you know? But you said um, it last week. A color commentator is a very different animal than a play-by-play. Yeah, yeah. See, and and you know, Morrow, we love him, but Morrow is another one of those guys who does a lot of like the catchphrases, and also, and Morrow is a puker, you know, uh, which I usually can't stand. Um, but uh, you, do you understand? Well, he, he at least knew what he, what was going on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was a wrestling fan. So, yeah, well, that, that's another thing too. Is I, I don't know, if, I don't know if Verk was or not, but he he took the job. But yeah, um, for for those people who who don't know what a puker is, uh, first of all, watch most baseball announcers 
but it's the like that is like a that like over the top fucking delivery on things and coming to the plate is uh jacob martin is and he is uh hitting the 300 yeah that is that like mara was sort of that same way and he does a lot of that too but yeah it seemed to work for him just because of his excitement kind of over it you know and me i'm i'm a brewers fan so i'm used to uh to bob Uecker, who does do catchphrases but has such a fucking dry sense of humor to him and such a unique sense of humor that it works Hi. for him. So when Mauro would just try to cram in pop references to stuff. Yeah, that that like was Adam an issue too. Running from Keith Lee faster than J J Lo's running from A Rod. <laughs> yeah. So um, so right now there's an opening. Yeah, right now right now there is there is going to be an opening. On, on Raw for a color com- or not for a color company, but for a, for an announcer. Uh, obviously, a lot of people have been saying Tom Phillips would be the natural person to slide right back into there, which would kind of be like, why the fuck did you take him off in the first place? Yep. Um, there is um, Jimmy Smith, who was recently on NXT Stand and Deliver. Uh, he's another one of those ones who has a potential to fill in for that. Um, we don't know yet. They haven't haven't announced it. And the other bit of news associated with this is that with WB going back on the road starting in July, there is a chance that we could also lose Pat McAfee. Um, McAfee himself has said that WB going back on the road would mean that he has to um, figure out his future, was what he said on his, his talk show. So that might be an issue, too, considering that you just got rid of one of the best color commentators in the business in Samoa Joe. Right. <laughs> Which they could always bring back, but, you know. Yeah, that's always I possible. mean, hey, they may have just brought back um, the Trinidad. So, and yeah. now I've gotten used to calling her that, and I won't be able to... Oh, God. I won't be, you know, every time I think of her now, I'm not going to be able to think like Zelina Vega because I just got used to calling her the Trinidad again. Yeah. Uh, KT on on our, our Twitch chat with the line, so Adnan's out of work? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he is. Oh, um, so in, in a quick bit of news, a uh, uh, bit of sad news, um, Alexa Bliss... Uh, let everybody know uh, via her social media accounts uh, that her pig, Larry Steve, had passed away. Um, apparently, um, she was looking for an emergency uh, veterinarian, the last that we had kind of heard from her. And then, yeah, this morning she says that, yeah. Um, now, he was four, and a, to- a typical life expectancy of a pig is between 10 and 20 years. So it was very, very early. Um yeah, so um, it, it's it's a shame. Uh, obviously, you know people people will kind of try to, and I've looked at her like Instagram stuff, and then some of the comments are terrible because people will try to do that and be like, it's just a pig and stuff like that. But no, it was a pet. You know, it was her pet. She did love that that pig. So, um, but yeah, so kind of sad news there. Um, and we'll go from that to a bit of sort of insane news. Um, so a quick comment on the pig. Yes. Um, I, I no, I feel bad for Alexa. Like you said, it doesn't matter. You know, if other people like it's just a pig. That was her pet. That sucks. 
So that does suck, especially at such a young age. Yeah. I guess. So. For sure. All right. Um, so one of the stars of, I, I guess it's just called F9 at this point. So apparently it's just one of the function keys on your keyboard. Uh, but the Fast and the Furious 9 movie, John Cena, uh, has been doing uh, a lot of uh, promo work for the new movie over in China. And uh, John has actually learned Mandarin. Uh, and so that he could speak Mandarin in these interviews and they wouldn't have to, and, and he could actually get across uh, what he was trying to say on things. Now, he said in an interview, <laughs> Taiwan is the first country that can watch F9. Now, for most of us out there, that comment would fly by us as, okay, cool. Yes. <laughs> Because it flew by me when you first said that. Yep. So not so much uh, flying by the people of China, because uh, as many people would go to assume, Taiwan is a country. And Taiwan itself considers itself an independent country, or an independent contractor in this manner. Uh, China says, no, 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 no. Despite the fact that they had a civil war over 70 years ago in which Taiwan, you know, became a separate sovereign territory, China's still like, no, 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 they're coming back to us. They're, they're coming back. They're, no, 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 they're still part of us. They're, they're not Taiwan. They're, they're part of, they're, they're a providence in China. So obviously a lot of Taiwanese people are just like, fuck yeah, we're a country. Whereas a lot of Chinese people are just like, mm, 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 no, no, fuck you, John Cena. We hate you now. Wait, now, see, that's bullshit, though, because, and I'm not going to sit here and be able to try to explain why they feel that way, but I'm assuming no matter what interview John Cena does, he has some type of PR there, right? This was the, like, 44th interview he had done in, like, a couple of days. Yes, he does have a PR person there, but he is also free to speak live. And it was a live broadcast, otherwise they would have edited it out. So it just was a slip of the tongue. And it was something, obviously, that he himself, you know, probably grew up thinking, like, well, of course Taiwan's a country. And he was probably told, like, Taiwan gets to watch F9 first before anyone else, and then just put it in his head as, like, oh, it's the first country that gets to watch it. But, yeah, that is crossing uh, China's uh, red line, which they consider is like a, a big fucking no-no uh, because they over in China have the power to police people's speech. Yes. They and so but, you are, you, the citizens of China themselves are not allowed to make any assumption that Taiwan is a sovereign country or uh, is not part of China. So, yeah. But John Cena is not a citizen of China. Doesn't so, matter. He was he in, he, but, but he was in China on their their news station and that is a big no-no because china is very protective of what goes out on the the airwaves most of its propaganda i blame blame the interviewer yeah uh okay whatever (laughs) um is also a guy who cares very much about like how he presents himself so yeah 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 it's it's just one of those things unfortunately Mm -hmm. like if we're going to engage in the in this sort of like 
global sort of like release of things, then you have to sort of decide whether you care about like pretending that China isn't fucked up and horrible or not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good point. Well, and and we're not going to touch on it, um, but it's 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 sort of similar, um, not in the outright violence that's going on, but it's sort of similar to the Israeli and Palestinian fights that have been going on for decades at this point, and how you are getting now celebrities that are sort of taking sides on that, you know? You've got Sami Zayn and Mustafa Ali obviously coming down on the side of Palestine. You've got, like, Gal Gadot and other, um, you know, Israeli-born citizens or Israeli-descendant citizens that are are siding with that side of it. And, we're, like I said, it, that's a that's a whole thing that is getting a lot of people in trouble with just talking about it, so I'm, I don't feel comfortable at all kind of giving on what side that either any of us fall on on that. Um, <laughs> but this is the same kind of thing where it's, it's you know, it's it's two countries. Yes, I said that. Ty- in my opinion, Taiwan is a country. It's uh, <laughs> two countries that are That's fighting right. with each other. Um, there have been a few people that have, uh, have taken to Twitter to... Uh, um, <laughs> I know that CM Punk changed his bio to read Taiwan as a country. Uh, the young, the young bucks have done the same. Uh, yeah, to kind of show. I don't know if it's showing support to Cena in the mistake he made, or if it's just like showing, like you know, kind of a big fuck you to China. Um, but Cena, of course, because of the fact that he's got no choice but to do it, uh, did post a video uh, in Mandarin saying, "I'm sorry for my mistake. I must say now." It's very, 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 very important uh, that people know I love and respect even more China and the Chinese people. So, uh, yeah, it, if you watch the video, it like it totally feels like he might have a gun to his head. Like you apologize now. <laughs> it it feels like I'm sure the dude feels fucking terrible because that's the kind of dude he is. But um, yeah, so he has been receiving death threats because, of course, He's been receiving death threats because anybody who's on the internet at this point receives death threats. Um, but yeah, like he's he didn't like there needs to be an, an understanding that there's no intent behind what he said. There's no right, intent that exactly. yeah, he's not trying to be defiant. He just he, he made a slip of the tongue because we're over here in America are generally told that Taiwan is a, is a sovereign nation, stuff like that. Now, the U.S. itself, because they love China, um, sides with China because they're, they're a much better trade partner than Taiwan is. So they're like, no, 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 like we have, a, have an agreement with China. So, yeah, of course Taiwan's part yeah. of them. <laughs> we have so much, uh, so much debt that yes. like, they could just... Yeah. Plus, and it's another thing, too, where if, like, if the u.s did take a hard line on being like no taiwan is a sovereign nation then china could easily go to war over it with us you know just just for us siding with taiwan instead of them so yeah it's it's a whole political landscape and it, and it sucks that fucking a guy in a in a movie where cars fight each other essentially has to, <laughs> has to like has to go through with this kind of shit, especially a guy who has tried so fucking hard to build up that, you know, love and admiration in China. That's what I said to you earlier. That's what I put in the thread. I said, so he's put in all that work in the past two, three years to build that relationship. And, you know, I mean, Jesus, he's up on the guy 
people making death threats to him. He didn't mean to do it. He wasn't taking a political stance. Mm-hmm. He didn't even know what he said was that bad. I didn't even know what he said was that bad. Yeah. Now there are there are a ton of Americans here on on that'll go on live TV and say all the time that Taiwan is a country. And yeah, I'm sure they'll probably get some fucking veiled death threats over that. But again, because of the fact that it was uh, it was actually broad, uh, a, a Taiwanese broadcaster um, that he did the thing for, but obviously it was shown in China. And because of that, because of the fact that he was over there, and because also the fact that like Fast and Furious is one of the few movies that Beijing actually allows in, in theaters over there, um, there's a lot of money that could be on the line there. Now they they did take in 136 million in China over the weekend, so I don't know if that's going to take a hit or if that would have been a better number had it not been for that. I would say most likely most Chinese citizens over there are just like whatever. I don't. He looks beautiful. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, exactly. It's a movie. <laughs> yeah, it's a movie. Yeah, like again, like I said, it's not. Yeah. So. <laughs> John Cena. They're like, look what the stupid wrestler did. Yeah. You know, that's how the the people who just know him as oh, that guy from WWE. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what they're thinking. They're thinking, like, look what this stupid wrestler said. Yeah. (sighs) That that guy that got murdered by a clown. Yes. Exactly. Uh, So, our last... Um, a bit of news before we get into anything else uh, was that this morning, uh, Fightful's Sean Ross Sapp, who is an actual wrestling journalist, uh, had re- had reported that uh, he was he was hearing that there was going to be more layoffs on the business side of WWE. Um, what it wound up being was that WWE merged the advanced media group and TV departments. Uh, which led to a lot of layoffs from departments, including the WWE.com and the YouTube side of things, as well as the editorial and production side of things. Now, um, part of that was that WWE had deemed that there was a couple of redundancies in some of their departments. So things like there would be, there was a like digital marketing group, and then there was like a TV marketing group. And they're like, well, do we need to keep that separate or can we combine it together now instead of just combining both sides together and have them all working on both things they're just like no no no, let's gut both departments and just throw the ashes together and have them do twice the amount of work but the same amount of pay um so i know instantly people will realize that i'm taking a, a different stance on this than i normally take with the wrestlers yeah that's because this is a lot different. Uh, these are the people who are in the background who don't have guaranteed money in their contracts like the wrestlers do and may find it a little bit harder to find other jobs because there is only a handful of wrestling companies that are on TV. But now they may uh, will probably find jobs outside of the wrestling business. Right. But in terms of like... Uh, in the entertainment business, that might be a little bit difficult because of right now, you know, we're just now kind of starting productions up on a lot of things. But uh, some of the things that we heard was uh, Brian Pelagato, who served as senior vice president of production, J. Lar Donlin, who served as executive vice president of Advanced Media Group, were both among the layoffs. Um, 
The two divisions are folded together and will now be overseen by the executive vice president of television production, that bucktooth bitch, Kevin Dunn. Um, the company... The company has determined that there were too many redundancies across multiple departments in those areas. Um, WB Studios also saw heavy cuts uh, to streamline a division. Now, WB Studios also was hit by the pandemic. Uh, but obviously, they were not able to do any of their shitty made-for-TV movies. Uh, so, <laughs> so that was uh, another kind of thing. Um, Jay Rosenstock, who led international TV... Uh, was terminated along with 35 of the other employees in, 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 that, in that department. Uh, Vice President of Media Operations, Macham Nolan, was also let go. Uh, James Wart, Wartman um, was also let go. He was the content director in WB. Uh, now he did tweet out his gratitude. Uh, Adam Kirshner, which some people might recognize that name, was the manager in media and metadata operations. He also was let go. He was another one of those guys who um, was a intern for, for WB.com. He was one of the writers for the longest time on WB.com. Um, he was obviously let go. And then, of course, Don Verk. Uh, <laughs> just, just add that one in there. But yeah, so uh, a lot of guys, a lot of people behind the scenes, uh, a lot of people who were kept on through the pandemic. And then after, I, I, I don't like to say after the pandemic was over, because it's not over, but now that things are returning normal, now that we're back on the road, I sort of thought that we wouldn't be doing this, that a lot of people would be maybe brought back that were released. And instead, no, nope, they realized that, oh, hey, a lot of these people who were not working during that pandemic because they weren't doing things, that work was still getting done with only half the staff. So I guess we only need half the staff, which is something that I know a lot of big companies do. You know, uh, companies that are, are publicly traded like WWE, they, they do this shit all the time. They, you know, dis, they dismantle divisions and then eventually have to hire them back, you know, or they have to hire new people to replace those people because, oh, guess what? The uh, three people doing the work of 20 doesn't work. <laughs> so huh. you need to hire some more people sometimes. Um, but yeah. Um, so what are your guys' thoughts on, on some of the releases today? Uh, I'm happy about one of them. <laughs> and uh, other than that, uh, it sucks when when people get fired. And to your point, it's like it's not like when a wrestler gets gets cut and they have built like an identity and name for themselves and they can sort of market that. Like, I don't know these names. I don't know how how easy it is for a person to find a comparable job, like doing the various like behind the scenes stuff. Versus, like you know, Samoa Joe will work if he wants to work. I feel like you know, mm -hmm. yeah. Well, you you look at it too, where it's like somebody who's been in like the travel department of WWE, like like working with the wrestlers and stuff like that on on getting travel arrangements stuff like that. Like, is that very transferable work to another company? Not really, you know, because you. You know, unless you're looking at, you know, like going to a sports team or something that, that regularly travels, like that seems like a more kind of specialized, you know, I, I mean, obviously people will land on their feet, but um, yeah. So. So um, 
it's a little scary how numb I've become to this type of thing. Um, it doesn't help that I work for a global conglomerate and I watch what they did during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And um, not only was I furloughed, that I mean I got brought back, but there was other there was a whole division that was just xed out. <laughs> it was just like, oh yeah, uh, we're moving those operations to Charlotte, and everybody who was over there in South Boston, uh, best of luck to you. And I'm like, whoa, that was hard. Yeah. Um, and that's just that's the thing though. That's a corporate conglomerate, you know. These giant corporations is what they do. Yeah. I mean, Especially I the global ones. So, yeah. I mean, I, I work for um, a publicly traded company, um, you know, that's that's centered in Austria um, and, and is global. Now, thankfully, I didn't have any issues with uh, um, getting laid off or anything like that during the pandemic because we were essential. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I've I've seen it, you know, even with our uh, I I get those notifications kind of weekly of, you know, this person is no longer with the company and, uh, you know, and this, this, this person is, you know, moved out of the way and someone else moved in. So yeah, sadly it's the way it is. I know because it's WWE, because the IWC exists, everything is made bigger and, and more grandiose and like, Oh my God, I can't believe they're firing all these people. And it's just like, yeah, while this has been going on, like Disney, because they purchased something for three point seven billion dollars, it's like, well, five thousand people just lost their jobs, you know, and they just do it in the blink of an eye, you know. Dude, when when the pandemic first started, um, I knew uh, a friend of my wife and uh, their son moved down to Florida and was working at Disney, and when the pandemic hit, they were just like, oh, you don't have a job, and yep. like ten thousand of the people were just like. Yep, you don't have a job either. Good luck finding a job in this market. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're you're looking at, yeah, like I said, I mean, here it is where it's like, WWE, you know, released, well, what was the grand total? Like maybe forty on-screen talent, and maybe, you know, two hundred uh, behind-the-scenes people, and it gets made into this huge thing. Meanwhile, if you remember last October. Fucking Disney laid off 28,000 workers. Say that again, how many? 28,000 workers. Okay. And so, nobody blinked to die, even though the fact that... Everybody was just like, ah, that sucks. Yeah. Sucks to be, you know, life and sucks, and then you die. Like, and the whole time you're sitting here like, wait, Disney, the company that, like, just purchased Marvel and just... Didn't they purchase another fucking company just recently? Uh, They purchased, like... Fox. Yes, they did. Like they... Fox, the Fox movie side of things, at least, yes. because that's why they can, uh, the MCU can theoretically like start to work the X Men stuff into their stuff. That's right. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, they did that for seventy-one billion dollars, but they still billion-dollar company. Yeah, but they can't hang on to some people through a fucking pandemic. Well, no, <laughs> that's just they're just a number to them. They don't give yeah. a shit. Yeah. They're just one less paper on the stack of fucking reports. Yeah. Okay. And like I said, and that's that's the issue is like no nobody fucking bats an eye at that, but like a wrestling company dares to to get rid of a couple people and you've got fucking Brian Alvarez jerking his dick off under his desk, being like, They're firing everybody. He's such a tool. He really is. <laughs> and and then you know what, I'm sorry, but and I love you guys to death, but all the people in the IWC and I'm talking to our fans who are listening, um, Guys, I mean, really? You're up in arms about this shit? <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, that's content. Uh, yeah. you if you if you hear anything in the background, you have to excuse me. Apparently, there's a monsoon occurring outside of my my home, so <laughs> hopefully that hopefully that doesn't get picked up. It's we get uh, trust me. Like Monday or Saturday, we had like 55 degree weather, and we've had 82 the last two days, and now we got a fucking monsoon. So it's just it's Wisconsin. You can like, you, the only place that you can like experience all four fucking seasons in a week. And New England. Because New England, is like, dude, it was 90 degrees the other day. I had to turn my heat on last night because it dropped to 50. So, <laughs> yep, very much so. You, you only get three here. We basically don't have autumn anymore. Like, <laughs> it just like goes ever. Like 90 degrees to like, look at ski season. Yeah, yeah. Autumn's not a thing. Like all the all the leaves just fucking commit suicide on one day. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Like, oh, remember yesterday when we had leaves? Ugh. All right, so um, guys, got anything else to talk about before we get into things? Not really. I didn't really think of anything. Like, you know, I hope they bring Tom Phillips back because I'm a fan of Tom Phillips. Like, right, back, I agree. Back, like, I, I, I want to hear Tom Phillips open the show next week. And if he doesn't come out to his own theme song, which is <laughs> Put It In My Mouth by Akinelli, uh, <laughs> then... Just please just open the show with Tom Phillips front and center. And I guarantee you, Corey and Byron will be thrilled. Oh, I'm sure. They were like, finally, somebody who knows what he's doing here. Yeah. Tell, like, I've never heard Corey and Byron oh. do that much talking during well, the he, past couple weeks. Corey has been, like, it, it feels like he's been on the razor's edge of actually snapping at Merck on on live television, like, but he's also been doing like a lot of heavy lifting. Like you can hear like him explaining stories or like it's just doing stuff that you, you would expect Michael Cole to do. But, um, Corey's been doing a lot of that heavy lifting. You guys did happen to miss something from last week. Uh, it was about riddle and Corey was arguing with Byron and he said, um, listen, Saxon, there's only, there's basically only one thing I would ever go to Matt riddle for advice for. And Saxon was like, what's that? And he's like, we're not allowed to talk about it on TV. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, you know what? And I don't even, like, I don't hate Adnan Burke. It just wasn't his deal. Like, this wasn't something he was good at. Yeah. That doesn't work for I mean, everybody. I, uh, I only have experienced him in this context. So for uh, for for this job, I do hate him. He's fucking atrocious. He really is. He was very bad at the job. Uh, I mean, fuck, just have Vince do it. He likes yelling at everybody. Just pretend it's 94 again. Just roll him out. What there. a maneuver. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, he got him. No, he didn't. Oh, there's a, there's a guy. Put fucking Big Johnny in that spot. That would be hilarious. No. <laughs> I'm surprised the fucking egotistical maniac Kevin Dunn doesn't just put himself on fucking TV. He well, did tough enough that time. Well, because he can't he can't announce anything past his big buck teeth, so. I fucking hate that guy. Fuck that guy. Uh, All right. Let me uh, let me get my soundboard here because it is time for everybody's favorite segment, or so much so as the only segment we do every week. The good. The bad. What the fuck? 
is time for the good, the bad, the what the fuck from SmackDown of last week. If any of our fans remember, uh, there was a certain individual that me and Jason lost our ever-loving minds over when he first debuted, and that was one Bugenhagen. Uh, a gentleman from Wisconsin, uh, we have not heard much from him since his, his couple of matches, other than the fact that he was signed. Then he showed up as Joe Average and as a two-time 24-7 champion. My good from SmackDown was the SmackDown debut of Rick Boogs. So, <laughs> Rick Boogs is like Elias if he could wrestle. <laughs> no, <laughs> but no, he's no. but and and if he had more talent too, and um, if he was entertaining and had a personality. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, Rick Boogs, we know can wrestle. We haven't seen him wrestle in a while, but but we know he can. Um, he also apparently can fucking shred on a guitar <laughs> because, uh, yeah. So Baron Corbin, or sorry, King Corbin, or at this point, they just called him Corbin because he doesn't have his crown. Uh, That's definitely how that works. Yep. Uh, blathered on for a while. <laughs> and thankfully, I this, paying attention. I didn't care. <laughs> thankfully, the segment was saved by a guitar riff and standing on the stage was Rick Boogs, now with a different spelling for his last name, because it was B-U-G-Z, and he was asked what his name was, and he said he used Rick Boogs, B-O-O-G-S, and (laughs) he proceeded to say that uh, he is here to rock out with the real king of SmackDown, Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, Then he proceeded to do Shinsuke's fucking theme song, and did the violin part on the fucking guitar. <laughs> and the two of them rocked out to the ring. Now, this wasn't just a matter of like, hey, that guy can fucking shred. Let's put him out there. This was a full on like, this motherfucker debuted like as a wrestler. Like he didn't wrestle, but he debuted as a character. Like he got he got to say what his name was, you know, and I was kind of shocked by it that it was like, oh, I Yes, Boogs is on SmackDown now, which... And he played into the finish of the match. Yeah, so... I could... Shinsuke Nakamura needed help to beat Baron Corbin. (laughs) Let's slow down on that, but... Okay. So, Troy, let's let's pull back the curtain a little bit. Uh Uh-huh. When when you texted in the host thread, like, just letting you know, my good from SmackDown is going to be Rick Boogs' debut. Mm -hmm. I didn't know the context, because I didn't watch SmackDown yet. So I'm like... To get like a, a jobber match or like, you know, I had no idea. I never could have anticipated the awesomeness in which he would debut. <laughs> yes. Like, I, I was a big mark for, for uh, Nita Strauss doing Shinsuke's song at WrestleMania 34. Mm-hmm. Um, I never would have anticipated this. I've already watched it about 15 times. It's great. It is, it is the fucking greatest thing ever. Yes. And that guy's got so much personality. He's nothing like Elias. <laughs> he's like he's he's similar to if Chris Jericho wasn't such a pompous asshole in that yes. like that rocker kind of persona. But again, yeah, much more talented. Um, 
it, it's yet to be seen kind of what he can do more on the mic, but so far, like, guy was just oozing charisma, and and that kind of debut, and it was well, definitely fucking put him on the map. People were like, who the fuck is this guy? And they went out searching, and they're like, oh, I remember this guy. Uh, KTA on the side says, they may be on different shows, but Thatch and Boogs are back. <laughs> it's a nice thing they lure us in with before hurting us with a new Corbin program. True, true. It does. This is still a Corbin program, but if it gets over uh, uh, Shin and Boogs, I'm down for it. Yes, I 100% agree. And, um, you know, to be honest, Shinsuke was doing nothing since him and Tatar mm-hmm. stopped teaming up. Yeah. This he is had, a nice little... Yeah. yeah, but this is a nice little, like, freshen up of the character. It, it's a new wrinkle in something we haven't seen from Shinsuke on SmackDown. Um, he's supposed I'm to... down for it. Yeah. I mean, Shinsuke is supposed to be a rock star, right? Right. So it sort of makes sense to put him with another guy who is a fucking rock star and not Elias. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, this is this is essentially like, hey, you know Elias and Jackson Riker? Like, that's now the Wish.com version of Boogs and Shin. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they, they kind of played it up. Uh, Cole and, first of all, fucking the, the shot of McAfee. Uh, air guitaring his fucking cock into Cole's face was hilarious in itself. And that, that should be made a gif and posted everywhere. Oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> but also, they, you know, Cole kind of put Boogs over. He was like, look at him, he's fucking ripped. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Yeah, the, this guy, people people love to throw around like, oh, the, this guy's a star, or oh my god, Vanessa Bourne was a star, I can't believe they got rid of her. But this dude is a fucking star. Like he he has a lot of you know a lot of that potential to it. Now, do I think he's a WWE champion? No, of course not. But, they, but you don't have to be that. No, no, he can be a really he can be a really fucking entertaining mid card guy. I mean, Honky Tonk Man made a career out of being a mid card guy, and people would say he's a legend. You know, he's a cock. He's a fucking cock. But you know, he. <laughs> He is somebody that people would would look at and be like, he's a wrestling legend. He's been around a long time. You know, he made a career out of it. Yeah, I got no problem with with them making you know Rick Boogs a focal point of like a, a mid card title feud or even a, even a tag team title feud. You know, look, there were there were times back in the day when I thought Santino was kind of funny. Not all the time, okay. But, like, there were a couple times, like, especially early on when he started doing the comedy stuff, that I was like, eh. Because there was something about him that was, like, like his comedic timing was good. Can I still um, mute you? <laughs> but <laughs> That's but, not something I can do. Hold, hold on. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> saying Santino was great. I'm saying there were times where I thought it was kind of okay. Um, but, yeah, some guys just have it. And I, th- I, think, I think that's why we were all so confused. Like, he's doing nothing. He's, he's being a fan in the crowd on... You know, before they had Thunderdome, like, can we do something with this guy? Like, he was trying to get himself over. Like, he he'd be like the most excited fan on Raw, and he'd always be like front and center of the camera. Mm-hmm. But um, I, I'm glad they're finally like doing something with them. <laughs> so, if you if you Google Rick Boogs, you just have things like articles like Boogs was the highlight of SmackDown. Everything you know about about, about Rick Boogs, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, who is Eric Bugenhagen? Uh, who is Eric Bugenhagen's wife? Oh, hello. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a ton of, of these fucking articles out there now because, yeah, the guy made an impression. Uh, there we go. See. We got people talking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not seeing... Okay, I'm already halfway into your article there, mediareferee.com, and you haven't said who his wife is, so let's go. Well, okay, that's called clickbait. So. Yeah. My, not much is known about his wife. Oh, well, that's great. Thanks thanks for making me uh, waste time. Uh, very elusive, <laughs> that wife. Yeah. Well, his, his daughter is in more <laughs> content than his wife is on his Twitter. Or his on, his, on his YouTube. It turns out, so uh, <laughs> very careful about taking pictures. So. Oh, my God. My favorites... Uh, Sorry to go off topic, but my my favorite, I forget what comedian says it, but there was some kind of kind of uh, there was some comedian who was just like, "What if Bigfoot just is blurry? <laughs> what if he just looks that way, and we just just keep thinking we're taking blurry photos, but it's actually just how he looks?" That's great. <laughs> All right, so well, that was my good for SmackDown, and uh, it should be everyone's good. So I guess we can move on. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Not like I'm, just, it, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, John. My tendency to not like things like this is what earns me my, my <laughs> reputation for hating fun. Uh, <laughs> but my good was Alistair Black isn't in a fucking room anymore. Hey. And I guess he's going to get a win over Big E, which I'm fine with. But Yeah. Big E's star has kind of fallen lately, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, but he didn't do anything I, with his Intercontinental title run, or at least they didn't do anything with him while he had it. Funny, it's almost like that same thing happened the first time he had the Intercontinental Championship. <laughs> uh, Apollo's been a more interesting Intercontinental Champion, he even if it... Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. um, actually, so I purposely found another good, because obviously... Rick Boogs was my good as well. But I wanted, I was like, everybody's going to say that because I anticipated Jason and Ginger were going to be on here too. So, oh, J- Jason for sure would have said Rick Boogs was, yeah, was his good. Ginger would have too. Come on, let's be honest. So um, I purposely sought out another good, and that was the Fatal 4-Way match, which I thought was really entertaining for, for the whole match. And I was surprised at the finish. I, I didn't see that coming. It was good to see the Black Mass again, because, I mean, I understand it's just a spin kick, but he just does it so well. Um, And, yeah, the fact that he actually gets to have a feud now is good, and I think that that is, I think that's a good person to play off of him, too, because Big E's got a lot of charisma, and that'll go a long way in terms of, of kind of driving this feud, and Alistair can just kind of do it in the ring. Uh, plus, I'm also interested for that fucking match because Alistair looks fucking great. Yeah. You know, he got he got nice and ripped. So yeah, I'm I'm done with that too. I'm done. Both of you guys, um, those are also ones that I would have said would definitely would have been my uh, my good as well if it wasn't for Rick Boog showing up. Also, somebody pointed this out on Twitter. Um, I'll give them credit at least a little bit for continuity. I guess Alistair had one contact that was different. Yeah, yeah, one of his eyes mm-hmm. looks a little off. Based on the feud he had before where they, you know, yep. which, where Buddy Murphy tried to 
dig his eye out. P- please don't revisit that. But. No, no, <laughs> but I, I appreciate the little detail because it's just something minor, you know. I mean, they can't even find uh, find uh, Buddy Murphy at this point, so. No, he's he. They checked in the lost and found he's not there. So. Yeah. Funny, funny enough. Uh, as much as as we love to complain about the fact that uh, you know WWE has a, a, a bunch of guys just being matched with each other, Aleister Black has never faced Biggie one on one. There you go. So they have both been you'll in see, you'll Royal see six times in the next like three months. Probably. So. Oh yeah, yeah. You're definitely going to see up. both of them. But yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't. They might. They may have interacted with each other in the two rumbles they've been in with each other. But yeah. So at at least as of today, they haven't been in a singles match yet. So. We'll we'll see what happens there. And also, um, just before we wrap up the good, I would love to just take a moment to uh, praise the opening segment with Roman and Paul Heyman, and Roman being like, "I'm a humble guy. I don't like to brag." <laughs> Paul, would you, Paul, would you please brag for me? <laughs> and Paul was like, "Well, certainly," and then he just l- literally just eats at everybody, and I was like, "Holy fucking shit." I also um, love. I also love that that motherfucker got his own entrance while everyone else was just kind of standing there as their like thing, and it's like, oh yeah, I know he's totally humble. <laughs> uh, uh, if we're doing honorable mention goods, uh, Seth's jacket. Yeah, well, <laughs> Seth's jacket is now at this point. It's, uh, it's every week. Yeah, it's literally must see. Like, I can't. I can't wait to see what Seth's wearing this, this tonight. <laughs> I, th- I think that eventually people are going to to look back at Seth's career and realize like how many times the guy has reinvented himself and and be kind of surprised by it because you watch him in like his NXT days he is completely different from when he came up to the main, to the main roster obviously then with the shield and then you know being the the pompous asshole you know after he turned on the shield and then kind of being the the face and then being the messiah and now this fucking drip king thing that he's doing like he is doing a very good job of keeping himself relevant this is this is my favorite iteration of seth rollins though like the <laughs> the work we're getting from presently like it's really good i just like the fact that he he sort of took his his actual persona of twitter asshole and just turned it into an on-screen character <laughs> like yeah i'm always down for that kind of shit but like, uh, I, in, in a way where he's winking at the camera, in a way that's fun. Like, yeah, yeah. So like it, the Messiah thing didn't work because it was too serious. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, though, Seth is absolutely out of his fucking mind, and it works. Like he's playing that lunatic character, for lack of a better term, um, <laughs> where where he's slowly devolving into fucking madness. Like when he was seen on Cesaro this this uh, on SmackDown, mm-hmm. his eyes were like bugging out of his head, and it, it was actually kind of hilarious because you okay, know and when he was like, you know, yeah, and backstage like yelling at him like, why do you do this to me? <laughs> you like, do this to me. Why do you make me do this? It's like, yeah. oh, I kind of like Cactus Seth Jack. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, he he. If you ever watch him on like Up Up Down Down, he's he's sort of similar to this too, where he's like super like he he can go insane on that show like when he gets really into things and he's just like well he'll just stand up out of a seat and just like fucking throw his fist around and you're just like dude chill dude just calm down man it's okay <laughs> so yeah uh 
you know, what Stone Cold said it always rings true. You know, guys do the best when it's their personality just turn up to 11. You know, when they're playing themselves just to a bigger ex- extreme. And, and like, you're not trying to, to make them be something they're not. And we'll get to that when we get to Raw. Hmm, we'll see. Um, all right. That leads us into our bad. Uh, so. Six woman tag. I mean, what the fuck? <laughs> First of all, Bianca does not need that dead weight around her if we're trying to build her as the next big thing. Um, please don't associate her with an Italian Tamina. Good God. And then just the whole fucking thing was pointless. It was such a paint-by-numbers match. It was just like, don't do anything if you have nothing for this segment. Don't yeah. put anything out there. Yeah, my what the fuck was actually Bianca and Bailey get caught up in Italian Tamina shit. So yeah. right there, right there with you. <laughs> uh, <sighs> yeah. And Bailey too. Bailey's another one who should not be anywhere near Natalia, fucking Tamina, and Naya, and just Regin. Ugh. Uh. Yeah, let's just say it wasn't a great week for for women, but we'll get to that. <laughs> John. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm remembering Raw. Anyway, yep. um, yeah. What was your bad, John? Uh, my bad was Dominic Mysterio has another pointless match against one of the Dirty Dogs. Exactly my bad, too. Like, yep. <laughs> what the fuck was the point of that? Ah, see? That's why Dominic Mysterio is my what the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it was a three minute match. Like, why? Why are we doing this? <laughs> Why why are the Mysterios like fucking time wizards that can make three minutes feel like ten? Yeah. Oh my god. Um, The other thing is, at this point, I get it, you're doing the whole like, father-son, first tag champ thing, but Dominic should not be here on fucking basic cable Fox television wrestling a match, getting wins. No, he's not there yet. And you can tell, he does like two moves. He does a frog splash you know, in honor of his real father. Yeah. <laughs> and what else does he do? Sometimes he does the six one nine, but it looks awkward and it's weird because it's not Ray Mysterio doing it. He does. Um, um he um does a uh, good uh good lucha things. Lucha things. Oh. Yep. <laughs> God yeah, damn it! The, the best six one nine will always be the very first one that Cesaro ever did. It was the <laughs> most awkward thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Oh my gosh, he's like half fucking stumbled doing it. You're just like, oh dude, don't, no, 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 don't do that again, dude. I don't, every time Dominic comes on TV, I just want to fast forward it. And why are we doing singles matches anyways? Like, I've never, I've never really got that in tag team feuds where we always have to then have the tag team partners do singles matches with each other. It's uh, like, because it's a lazy way to keep the feud going without actually having to fucking like. It's think. a very mm-hmm. lazy way, but it, it's a lazy way that's been popularized by the WWE because, like, way back in the day, you didn't have like the Road Warriors doing singles matches. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, I mean, all you have to do with a lot of those things is just, all right, have have Los Mysterios face off against another fucking tag team, and then put. You know the dirty dicks on commentary or something like that. You know, or have have them have them beat them up in back or something like that. You do not have to constantly do this. Where, like, we have to, and like, really, it's it's a three minute match. Like, 
Just do a backstage segment for three minutes. You don't have to do this shit. We don't. We don't. We didn't need this match at all. This didn't help anybody. No, no. Or, they, or, they, they'd much rather just have any XTNA guy get pinned in three minutes by some <laughs> J Brown. You know, cr- crazy idea. New feud. <laughs> there you go. That works too. I mean, I guess there would need to be other tag teams, but yeah, that's true. And they got rid of. They fired everybody. They fired all of them. I thought they were going with Gable and Otis versus the Mysterios. They, they need that. That's why I thought they were building up Gable and Otis <laughs> as heels. I think they. I, I really do think they need to unify the fucking tag belts. Yeah. You've got like six tag teams between the two shows. Just yeah. just give both sets of belts to Omis and AJ. I mean, come on. Yeah. I can't even say that with a straight face. And and, and then in about a month it'll be it'll be Orton and uh, Riddle. So that'll be mm-hmm. fine. Well, and now we're building up the Usos again? I don't mind that, because it's uh, kind of with the story. I think of, there's going to be a stop there uh, where they where they uh, maybe have a Hell and Cell match, which would be cool. Yeah. I just, with I'm, each other? Yeah. 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 See, I was thinking maybe Jimmy gets the shot against Roman in the Cell, maybe, since his brother maybe. got it last year. That's always possible, but they're they're definitely they're, just the fact that that whole storyline was like, oh, Jimmy was all hyped. He's like, yeah, I got us in a tag match, and then of course Jay went running to fucking Papa Roman. Because Jay is a bitch. Because Jay is a bitch. And then, and then Roman just standing and be like, we? No, no, uh-huh. we don't have a tag team match. You do. <laughs> okay, like, so yeah. like Roman's character work is awesome, but. As far as Jay goes, and I love what they've done with Jay, but recently he's 100% the bitch of the whole story. He's a bitch, though, so it only works. (laughs) It's weird. Like, Roman's shirt says head of the table. Mm. Jimmy's shirt shirt says nobody's bitch. And Jay's shirt might as well say bitch! Because he's the right-hand man who always loses. Why? He was still wearing the, the Uso shirt, right? The day one ish shirt. No, he had the right hand man shirt on. Oh yeah, the, okay. They look very fucking similar, dude. I well, yeah, it's a black. Shirt, <laughs> right. Yeah, so. and uh, and WWE does not like to reinvent the wheel when it comes yeah. to uh, t shirt design. So I don't I don't know why I thought he was wearing the old shirt, but yeah, I, uh, it's yeah. <laughs> it it just is very funny that they have built this dynamic of where. Yeah, he he is the right hand man, but also he's kind of he is the scapegoat of a lot of things, and also the fact that like. Roman cannot fucking stand him. <laughs> yeah, even Roman's like... Oh, <sighs> yeah. Um, but that that's... Uh, I, I will say that if we actually do get ten minutes of Street Profits versus Usos, I'll be down. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. But I, I have a feeling they're going to get entrances and Roman's going to be like, Jay, get the fuck out of the ring. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. It, or it, Jay it's... just won't get to the ring in the first place. Yeah, that's always possible. But, eh, we'll see. Um, Alright, so... I think... I think John's the only one with the what the fuck left, right? Uh, I alluded to my what the fuck earlier. I didn't actually say it was my what the fuck, but it's uh, Shinsuke needing help to beat Baron Corbin. Fair enough. Uh, well, okay, I get, I get that, because he shouldn't. But right, that that is the entirety of uh, of it is like Shinsuke should be able to beat Baron Corbin clean in a match. Like, yeah, sure. Um, 
but it was a means to an end to to establish Boog, so I'm okay with it. Uh, you, I feel like you've already established Boogs before the finish. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, just that entrance alone, I think, establishes him. But I, I also don't think like it makes sense. Boogs just being like, oh, he is the real. Wait, why is he the king? Like, what? I, I think it's just generally accepted that everyone hates Corbin. So yeah, I, I, I'm there for that. Although apparently he, he's uh, like if if you need uh, tips on barbecue, he's the go-to guy. But huh? I would have figured Otis. What do I know? Uh, I mean, Otis would probably be the go-to guy if your tips are on eating barbecue. But, That's but... true. Or fucking a ham. Uh... <laughs> I forgot about that. Which I think it's just code for fucking Otis, but... No, there was a point on SmackDown (laughs) where Otis was legit caressing a ham and carrying it around like it was his fuck toy. Uh, I was just saying he's kind of shaped like a ham. He is. Yeah. (laughs) So it's ham on ham love. There you go. Um, (laughs) Yeah, that's also one of my favorite things is the fact that that Corbin in real life seems like a generally decent dude. <laughs> Cause like the, anytime I've seen him, uh, like any of the YouTube videos or, or Twitch streams over that, he does seem like a, like a dude that a lot of people get along with. So it's funny that he is that much of an ass face on, <laughs> on camera. Like that's, that's definitely him not playing himself up to 11. That's him actually playing a character. But the problem yeah, is, it's good too. Yes, yeah, he he is very he is very trollish, which I love. Um and yeah, a lot of his comments on like Instagram and stuff like that are usually just fucking with people, which I love. So Although if we're rating Twitter games, I think top is probably Dijak, but Dijak's great. Him him changing his fucking name on Twitter each time has been hilarious. And there's been so many great ones that he's put on there. because um, it's always Something that starts with a T, and then it'll be like a long fucking thing, and then it'll end with bar. Um, <laughs> here, let me see what his most recent one is. So his most recent one is, the tag team championships will be ours, bar. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, yeah, they, they won't be. That's cute. But, uh, yeah, obviously we, we want him back, but, uh, yeah, it's it's been good. Uh, Mace is, is interesting too. I mean, the D- deal. He's he's good on on Twitter as well. Uh, and his he's always got weird fucking things. So right now his says tenacious D Mace. That's uh, <laughs> his name. So yeah, they have they have some fun. But um, yeah, obviously Kevin Owens still and remains one of the best. Yes, very much so. Kevin yeah. Owens, Randy Orton. Hey, or- you wanna Orton has got really good. Yeah. Actually, uh, I enjoy Sami Zayn as well. Although uh, he kind of he he does a lot of like his humanitarian stuff there too. So it's like yeah. kind of a mix of like in character and out of character. But yeah, which which can get a little strange. Whereas like Owen, since his character is essentially just himself, he can just do whatever he fucking wants on there, and it gets away with right. it. Yeah. Um, the funny thing about him is his character has always been him. It's just like whether he's amplifying like the more dickish aspects or uh, or the more uh, sort of, like, relatable aspects of his personality. I mean, to be honest, he became a face by doing nothing more than throwing a stunner. He's still Kevin Owens. 
Well, and we talked about it too during a lot of his feuds in the past, where like it, even when he was Universal Champion, it was always like, "I'm doing this for my family." It's like, is he supposed to beat the bad guy? <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, right. He's like 15 percent less of a dick now. Yeah, yeah. It's, right. it's pretty much just who he fucking attacks is is how you know who's a good guy or a bad guy. In base, yeah. He power bombed Sammy on the apron five years ago on NXT, and everybody thinks he's the worst person in the world. He power bombs him today, and everybody's like, "Yeah, do it again!" Right? <laughs> oh man. All right. So, anything else to say about SmackDown? Uh, I can't uh, think of anything though. All right. Really. So that takes us over to Raw, and John, why don't you give us your good from Raw? Um, I'm trying to remember, I had something in mind. Fuck, what was it? Because there was definitely more bad than good. Uh huh. Would you like uh, me to circle around back to you, or you? Sure, sure. I'm trying to remember. Like, All right. What... Uh, so my good from Raw was Woods versus Weeds. Um, <laughs> that was a good match. And uh, that was my good from Raw. There you go. Uh, and also, Jeffrey from Massachusetts, who doesn't have Twitter, says, Hey guys, I have a good for the podcast from Raw. Matt Riddle versus Xavier Woods. Best match I've seen in a while. Oh, how about Woods landing on his neck, head, with the German suplex, yikes, or Riddle hitting the edge of the apron. Anyways, awesome match. I wanted to share my thoughts. Thanks. Uh, yes, totally agree. Um, this was probably Xavier Woods' best singles match that he's had ever. Um, <laughs> not often, which is which is why it's it's easy to to make that statement. But um, I liked uh, Matt Riddle winning via RKO because I thought that was interesting. Now, um, if I remember correctly, I think Randy Orton was fucking with him online uh, about doing that. Oh, I'm sure. Hold on a second. Let me let me check it. Randall Orton. There we go. Uh, <laughs> That's uh yeah. <laughs> Here you go. I'd say nice form, but also don't steal my shit. That was what he <laughs> on, on Twitter. Yes, I got Randy Orton. Great on Twitter. <laughs> um, I will say uh, that I would much rather see Xavier Woods uh, in really any matches than Kofi Kingston. Yeah. At this point, although although actually my good was. Uh, in spite of the finish and the promos that preceded it, I did like the Drew and Kofi match. Uh, I thought the finish was kind of crap, and I thought all of the promos that preceded it were, were fucking terrible, but the match itself was good. The match was good, and, and Kofi can do that. Like, we don't yeah. see him do it often, because, you know, get wasted segments. But, um, no, I enjoyed the match I kind of figured the finish was going to happen the way it happened, especially with the match going on. Yeah. As soon as Rock kicked off. So. Def- definitely once fucking Lashley moves to ringside, it was like, yeah. okay, well, this is definitely not finishing cleanly. Right, right, right. And you've come to expect that from Raw, where maybe you get like one or two clean finishes a night. Um, but no, yeah. I did enjoy the match. It, it went went a while, too. It was like 20 minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It felt... 
like not in a bad way. It felt long. It, it didn't I feel do agree long with you. I could give a shit about the promos beforehand. Yeah, they were all bad. Like, let's point out that people are getting sick of Drew McIntyre. I don't know if you want to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, are they turning him, or are they just tone deaf? I think they might be tone deaf. Because like, he he's felt heelish these last last couple of weeks. I I think that tone deaf is shit. <laughs> He actually recently said in an interview, like, I'm surprised that the WWE audience hasn't turned on me yet. So he he seems to he seems he seems to know how fickle the fucking WWE audience is. Yeah, but um, I, it's not him. It's the way, and it never is these people. Even with Roman, it's the way they book them, like. No, I don't want to see Drew get another match with Bobby Lashley, but I know he's going to. When, when the crowd turned on Seth, it was a little bit him. Yeah. Wait a minute. You say that, but we had Seth versus Corbin, like, nine pay-per-views in a row at that point. Yeah. I... And we had to pair him with friggin' Becky and his real life girlfriend against Corbin and Lacey Evans. Like that's that was very fair. bad to be fair. Um, the only <laughs> person who came out of that not smelling like shit was Becky. And that's just kind of great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's the thing. Like, I don't blame Drew. I blame this fucking booking. Cause it's just the same thing every week. Uh, but, but like I said, with Troy, my good was, was real versus what's cause I think we haven't seen woods, wrestle like that in a couple of years. I mean, I know yeah. it was hurt. But no, yeah, forget that usually when we see Woods, he's standing outside of the ring playing the trombone in a very irritating fashion. That's another yeah. reason I'd Fuck like to see Woods wrestle more. Yeah. Speaking of the trombone, they did an Irish, Irish rip into the corner in the beginning of the match, and the trombone fell off the apron, and Byron was like, oh no, the trombone, and Corey just fucking annihilated him. He was like, God! God, that stupid trombone! John. Did you remember you're good? Oh, I said it. It was the... It was the... Oh, that's right. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm being distracted by thunder. I get distracted by loud noises and bright lights. Mm-hmm. All right, that'll, that'll take us over to our bad. Um, Sal, what's your bad? Oh, fuck. <laughs> There's so many to choose from. Yeah. I have uh, one I feel very strongly about. I'll, I'll, I'll go with this one. This was the one that really fucking aggravated me. So, remember how we were talking about people who are, like, themselves turned up to 11 and that makes the best wrestling characters? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Do you know who doesn't make a good, insane angry person uh cedric alexander (laughs) okay because i don't know what the fuck that promo was before the match but he did a lot of screaming and then his voice cracked a couple times and it was like taking uh speaking lessons from luna bashan but yeah it was I, i don't think that's cedric's strength i don't think that he plays that character well that was that was atrocious I don't, think the, I don't think the content of the promo is bad, but the delivery is... No, the content yeah. was fine. The content, I understood, it, you know, 
the Hurt Business threw us out because of you and you're old. Like, yeah, I get it's very generic, but I get it. But yeah, but, like the the way he shouts everything doesn't really work. And look at me! Look at me! Doesn't seem to have enough juice in the throat to actually get through an entire promo that way either. Yeah, he's like, look at me! Witness me! <laughs> Ugh, I just oh oh man, that was that was just rough. <laughs> yeah, and oh, a week after I praised them for using him too, which is a bummer. Because I thought I thought last week he, he you know came off very well, but uh, not this week. Even in ring was fine. You know what I mean? But like, yeah, I mean his, his in ring's like, always gonna be good. That yeah. is not his character. Do not make no. him like a fucking Mick Foley because that's just not gonna work. Right. All right. Um, my bad was Rhea Ripley versus Nikki Cross. Okay. My my bad was don't make fucking Nikki Cross a joke. This match so. didn't this match didn't make anyone look good. You had yeah, you had Nikki Cross celebrating that she lasted two minutes with a rookie. And you have Rhea just looking like an idiot for not paying attention to how long the fucking match has been going on. Like it it didn't help either one of these two women and yeah, like John said, don't make Nikki Cross a joke and don't devalue your brand new champion by making her look like an idiot who can't fucking follow directions. It, it okay. felt like the entire point of that was to make Charlotte look good. Yeah. Kind of. I mean, yeah. I do agree that, that it made Rhea look like an idiot. 100%. Also, why does Asuka beat Charlotte and not become the number one contender, and then the next week Charlotte beats Asuka, and she does become the number one contender. I was mm. going to ask that. Mm. Mm. I mean, I understand, like, I'm sure, like, Sonya Deville in kayfabe is why, but, like, when you don't actually have that interaction happen, it's just, like, it's just another reason to, like, and I guess you're supposed to not like Charlotte. And I think we're supposed to be cheering Rhea now, even though she doesn't seem to have settled on a character on the main roster. No, for uh, sure. I thought she was a heel, so I thought it, if Charlotte fought her, wouldn't it be heel versus heel? I guess we should be cheering for Asuka, but I don't know. But I mean, I'll cheer for Rhea because of okay. outfits. Here's the thing. Um, I didn't mind Nikki Cross in that segment. Because A, I got to see Nikki Cross on TV, which I haven't in a long time. And B, she's kind of like, she's almost got that same um, it factor where when she's out there, you pay attention. Like, like there's something that jumps off the screen about Nikki Cross. And I like that. And I hope that they, they tap into that somewhere. So it wasn't like the worst thing in the world. Because at least she got out there. At least she got put into like a TV storyline. So, my issue is that the way her character is, uh, when it works and when it doesn't work, it both of both of those things parallel what worked and didn't work about Dean when he was. Yeah. Oh no. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Like when she's like intense and has a fucking point. It works. When she's wacky, it doesn't really, and she's like kind of a crazy, and a lot of times that means just doing stupid goofy shit. 
true, but I liked when she was um, like firing up against Rhea, like mm-hmm. kind of like that yeah, yeah. Gonna keep up thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like there were like that's what I mean. There were little aspects of like maybe something good with with Nikki Cross because like yay she's on TV and also there's still that viciousness when she's in the ring. So maybe also, there's something. I had forgotten how bad her new theme song is. Yes. Like, it doesn't fit on any level. No. But no, I don't understand the whole... Why are we doing two minute a two-minute challenge anyway? Like, that just seems kind of weird that we put the timer up there. Mm-hmm. And then, like you said, Rhea looked like a fucking idiot because 30 seconds left and the announcers are like, there's only 30 seconds left and Rhea's just, you know... Punching and kicking her in the corner, and it's like... It's about an ass. All you gotta do is hit the fucking Riptide. We could be done. You could have, like, 12 seconds to spare. But, nah. <laughs> yep. Alright. Um, Troy, sorry, what was your bad? Uh, it was also that. Yeah, oh. also that. Oh, never mind. <laughs> um... Is that everyone then for the bad? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, there's a lot of other bad. Yeah. yeah but, yes, but we're gonna we're gonna move on. Here, here all night talking about Raw. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's true. All right, John. What is your what the fuck? Fucking women's tag titles is the main event. Oh gosh. <laughs> no, 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 no. Technically, Reggie is the main event. Oh my! What the fuck is Shayna feuding with Reginald? <laughs> So it, it all comes together. It came feuding with Reginald. Yeah. <laughs> Why is this guy, like, the most important member of fucking Raw at this point now? Everybody. Arguably the most important member of the women's division somehow. Yeah. It's just, it sucks, man. Like like I said, Like I said before... It's just not a good week for the women at all. Like, nobody looked good. Everybody was drugged down by fucking different terrible storylines. Somehow, Tamina and and Natalia drug both fucking women's divisions down this week. Um, question, though. Did you enjoy the match between Charlotte and Oscar? Because I thought it was good, and I thought it was a different yeah, style always, that they've done. Yeah. They're always good, but I've seen that match like a hundred times in the last three months, so... Right, yeah, same. It was it was good. It was a good TV match, but it was a good TV match. So yeah, I, I didn't yeah, hate no, it. Yeah. Um, I also what happened to Naya in the the main event? Because I I must have not paid attention and or fell asleep. Uh, they had a they they had a last call for hot dogs. So oh, that's why <laughs> sitting on the on the um outside like just looking dumb. Okay, got it. I don't think she can not do the looking dumb part, but... Yeah, I think that's just her face, dude. <laughs> um, but Troy, you're telling me you're not excited to see Shayna uh, try to strangle Reginald next week, but him, like, flipping out of it? No, that match needs to be her just putting on the fucking Karen Fuda clutch and being done with it. Not gonna be. Maybe him <laughs> fucking... I know. I, I, I would settle for just the first half of that. Reggie on fire. Yes. <laughs> Are you guys going to be super annoyed if he pins her? Well, one, he's not going to pin her. Um, like, what if Nia, what if Nia caused Shayna the man? I mean... He's not going to bump. <laughs> yeah. Let's be honest. Like, he hasn't yet. Like, no. 
No, uh, most likely this is this is a way for uh, Alexa Bliss to start a feud with Shayna. Even, is, even though it's, like, it, it still feels like she's trying to feud with Reginald. It's very possible. <laughs> I mean, she, if, this, if this ends Reginald. with like Lady Fiend just erasing Reginald from WWE history, that'll be the first thing that I've enjoyed from any Fiend story since basically Cena. Nice. There you Ooh. go. Uh, wait, wait, wait. So that's, that's how they're going to get Alexa's new character over. They're going to have that character eliminate Reginald. One can only fucking hope and that it happens soon. What if what if Shayna puts Reginald in the um, Karen Fuda clutch and like doesn't let go and he passes out and then Nia and her argue up the rampway and then while Reginald passed out, you know, we do the whole fiend like derp thing and he just gets sucked into the mouth of hell. Just a fucking pentagram of fire and then boom. God, no, just Reginald. just go um uh just or go pull out. I don't give a shit. No, just go just go poltergeist two with it and have like Reginald's body open up in the center and then just Alexa comes out of his corpse and then we never <laughs> see him again. I'm fine with that. I'm totally <laughs> fine with that. Oh man. Fuck Reginald seriously. Somehow he's gonna be the physical manifestation of Lily. There That's you go. what's gonna happen. <laughs> He's going to come out there and fucking pay, dread pigtails? Yeah. Yeah, it's happening now. <sighs> KT says if this doesn't end with Reggie on fire doing a backflip, what are we doing? Good call. <laughs> good point. Absolutely good point. Yep. All right, Sal, take take us home with your what the fuck. Oh, my what the fuck is a guy as talented as AJ Styles. Losing in about three minutes to a guy who I don't think's had a singles match on the main roster, and has he ever? Uh, I feel like he had he one. Was, he was just the Jeff Hardy, maybe. Okay, I guess, but like, what? Where did? Tell me why Jackson Riker needed a win. Are you are you guys serious? Like fucking AJ Styles. This is what you're doing with him. And by the way, the entire the entire plot of of AJ and almost being tag champs is shit. It is absolutely awful. They don't even know what the fuck to do with them anymore. That like, would be okay. That would be his seventh singles match on the main roster. Jackson Riker. Jackson Riker. Yep, Monday Night Raw. Jackson Riker defeats Grand Metal Dick. Jackson Riker defeats Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy defeats Jackson Riker by DQ. Main event, Jackson Riker defeats Umberto Carrero. Main event doesn't count. Raw, Damien Priest beats Jackson Riker in 35 seconds. Braun Strowman beats, ja- beats Jackson Riker. Jackson Riker beats, beats AJ Styles in two minutes. He has, <clears throat> other than main event, all of his matches have been three or less minutes. Actually, I mean, he's a very bad wrestler, yeah. so that makes sense. Actually, three of them have been under a minute. Holy, yeah, he usually just takes a finish. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 like his first two wins are 55 seconds and 49 seconds. And then, like, he got he got DQ'd in 3 minutes and 10 seconds. He lost to Damien Priest in 35 seconds. Lost to Braun Strowman in 2 minutes and 25 seconds. And then beat that AJ Styles in 2 minutes. Like, two clotheslines in the... And, and the, what do you call it? The, well, hit the lights. Not, hit the lights, yep. There you go. Hit the lights, yeah. So, so yeah, I, I just... 
Dude, I have no interest in watching a Jackson Riker match. I don't give a shit if it's tag. Yeah. I don't give a shit if it's with AJ Styles. It's just, please don't do that ever again. Yeah, he's, he's, he's not good. Yeah. And, you know. And we maybe, can't maybe... think of anything for AJ Styles other than this shit. So, uh, KT has given you your answer of why we're doing this, and it's so everyone can laugh at Riker's nightmare of running from a large black man. So. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 think he could have, I think he could have walked, and he would have yeah. been okay. That's true. But they made it sound like he's so fast. Oh no, my gosh. That was embarrassing, them trying to sell that. Like, it was barely fucking moving. What was more embarrassing was them trying to to make it seem like we didn't know exactly the camera shot that we were getting once Elias hid behind the barricade. Oh my god. I was like, I was like well, I know where this is going. Dude, not only was it telegraphed, it was like, really? This was yeah. the point of that? This was the point of that fucking... Him hiding behind the rail, like, yeah. uh... Well, I mean, uh, considering that Keith Lee has the T-Virus, I guess that uh, they need somebody to be able to create gifable moments. <laughs> and and that was it. It was, oh, there's a big scary black man above him. <laughs> this, this is why that guy didn't want to be on our show. <laughs> Comments like what I just made. <laughs> You're commenting on something they did, and that's exactly what they wanted in there in in that shot. So, are we actually gonna put on pay per view a tag team title match between these two teams? Like, we're gonna make time for that? Uh, probably pre show. You say that, but there's always I mean, tag titles that need to go in the pre show. On the bright side. Hey, there have been enough women fucking tag title matches that we don't need to have one of those until like next month, uh-huh. uh, at least. Yeah. But we basically have one every Monday at this point. But also, like if it's on the pre-show, then I'm not going to watch it, which will be great. So that is, that he's, he brings up a good point. Yeah, we know Ginger ain't watching it. Nope. <laughs> like. I used to sort of like check in and be like, "Hey, is the pre-show worth watching?" <laughs> and then at this point, I'm just like, eh, "Unless unless they announce something that really feels must-watch to me, I'm just gonna fucking skip it." If shit. if Ali gets a pre-show match, do you watch it? Uh, I'm like fifty-fifty on that because like I like Ali, but like it's depressing the way that they book him. So not <laughs> <Not> wrong, not <laughs> wrong. So. My my favorite part of John's statement there is since May third, there have been four women's tag team title matches. So yeah, May twenty fifth. That's more. Right. Than yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. Yep. In in twenty days, we've had we've had the title defended four times. That is yes. That is more than once a week. <laughs> so yeah, they 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 can take hell in a cell off. Like holy yes. shit! I just thought of something awful. Natalia's going to turn on Tamina, and we're going to have to get that feud on TV at some point, aren't we? Mm, no, they'll probably just release one of them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, wait, they can't. Because one, one is Natalia, and the other one knows where the body's hidden. I mean, you could argue, it. never mind. <laughs> I mean, like, for me, it's just... If the team that eventually beats them is the Riot Squad, that's, like, the one thing I'll pop for. And... I'm... 
A riot squad. Well, they have riot squad. Well, first, what has to happen? They're not getting the tag team titles. Thanks. First, Vince needs to run into one of them in the back so he can be like, "You still work here?" And then he'll remember that they work there. And then maybe he'll book them in there. Right. Like that's the they're they are so infrequently on TV that I think people tend to people are constantly like, "There are no actual tag teams in the women's tag division." And I'm like, "Well, there's there's, there's one. There's one. <laughs> they exist." Dude, I wouldn't be surprised if the next tag team title change goes from Natalia and Tamina to, like, the sexy muscle friends. And oh, I'm not it, took, it took me a second to figure out who you were referring to. I'm not advocating for that, because... Uh, oh! Oh! That Dana. was going to be another honorable mention bad. Uh, for me, was the fucking uh, we're getting back into the arena promos. Oh, like, the promos those, are, those are so awful. Pre-taped fucking cue yeah. card promos where it's like, hey, fans, guess what? WWE's coming to an arena near you. Assuming you live in Texas. Uh, bronze was the worst, actually. Bronze was like, this is Bronze Strowman. I, I actually like, thought... Uh, <laughs> the 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 thing that made me think of him was you mentioning uh fucking uh Mandy and the uh, other one yeah. <laughs> Mandy and other one exactly that's accurate and uh, yeah I thought theirs was the worst see I thought Bronze was bad because Bronze looked at the cue card like nine times I mean well <laughs> it's it's confirmation that Bron can read so. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, the the Sonny Deville jerking off to like we're going back out on the road. Yeah, we're awesome. It was just like, oh my god, just please. Two fucking months. Yeah. Are we gonna have to get these promos like eight times? Like, well, it's cold. It's cold. Yeah, it's cold. So you know it'll be things like, like. Well, let me tell you, tell you, uh, uh, can you imagine uh, how much more intense this match would be if we had a lifeguard, which we actually are going to be having in two weeks here, guys? Uh, yeah, well, the, the WWE Universe is returning to, oh, to our... Yeah, it's going to be that every fucking week. Holy shit, this is going to be the fucking new um, WWE Network for nine ninety nine. Do you, do you think they're going to do any interesting TV, or are they just saving it for crowds at this point? Probably saving it. They're saving it for crowds. We get nothing for the next. So episode. can we take? Can we just take two months off and do the pay per views? Well, the other problem right. is too is that the first crowd they're going to be of is in Texas, so they don't really have to try. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, unless it, unless it's in Corpus Christi, in which case they'll have to try very hard because yep. Corpus Christi crowds suck. Uh, well, yeah. Oh yeah. my god, fucking Drew McIntyre. Aww. Yeah, dude. Wasn't, wasn't it a Texas crowd that, like, completely fucked up, like, the Royal Rumble count, too? Like, one year? Huh. I think so, yeah. Maybe. I think so. I think it was Houston, too, yeah. Yeah, like, so it's not just Corpus Christi that yeah. sucks down there. No, Texas sucks in general. Sorry, any of our Texas fans. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Sal, buckle in, because AEW's doing the same fucking thing. You know they are. You know Shafani's gonna sit there and fucking every every main event talk about the fact that, get your tickets now, as AEW is returning, and they're going to uh, to the, the HEB Center 
they already they, saw that, that shit on Dynamite. I was like, but, they pushed that shit hard pre-pandemic. They yeah. Like, right, right. Yeah. Um, so that, I mean, let, let's be honest. So that that's nothing new. That Every week for the past six months, they've been like, fans, if you want to come see us in Jacksonville, we know that there's 15,000 cases a day, but come on down. Yeah. <laughs> Well, just just wait because not only do you have that, but you know because it's AEW, they're going to talk about yeah, we're we're returning to live crowds a whole full two days before those guys over in Connecticut. So just hold up. There's already their stands fucking posting on WWE's like Twitter, being like AEW's doing it first. Like why, it's it's why does that matter? Because it matters to them, because it because it's a big achievement of hey they're, they're doing it for us. It's like yeah, because your show was Wednesday and their show was Friday. It matters to them so much, and yet nobody in that company gives a fucking shit what those goddamn stands think. Nobody, <laughs> nobody, yeah, nobody in the company cares in their company there cares about the fans, but they you That's know true. they yeah, need them. hundred percent, like. Like, the fans are the ones po- po- uh, posting this shit, like, mm-hmm. oh yeah. my god, we're, we're doing live events first, it's like, do you get a trophy for that? Do you get, is, is AEW going to send you a check because you promoted <laughs> that on your Twitter? No, but they, think they, think, so. they think that they're like, they're like, well, Big, well, Big Papa Dave got a check from AEW and he does the same thing, so I'm going to get it because I'm, I'm helping, I'm, I'm helping. Cody will be so proud of me. Yeah. Uh, unless you're a foreigner. True. <laughs> All right. Anything else to say about SmackDown? Or sorry about Raw? Did you do your what the fuck? Yeah. Oh, what was yours? Oh, mine was was rolled into John's because it was it was Shayna feuding with Reginald. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I think that's gonna do it for us here in the WWE rundown. A uh, bit of a production note, um, tomorrow, uh, Wednesday, uh, at night, you will see a brand new NXT rundown in your feed as me uh, and John will actually be uh, be running that show. Jason is away on assignment, Ginger is working, uh, and we have uh, potentially something coming up on Thursday um, for you guys. Uh, otherwise, um, we may just have a special uh, solo episode from me coming up on Thursday. Uh, and you may be wondering why I'm not talking about AW Rundown because AW Rundown is not going to be on Thursday due to the NBA playoffs. They are going to be doing a special episode next Tuesday, which will cover the uh, the AW Dynamite episode that is Saturday, right? Friday night. Friday night. Friday night. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then they'll be back at their normal scheduled time next week, Thursday. Uh, uh, so. no, not, not, not exactly. Okay, so this is a uh, breaking breaking news. Um, the next time you will hear an AEW rundown will be from Tuesday, June 1st, where we cover Friday Night Dynamite and Double or Nothing. Oh, that's however, right. however, the next Dynamite, the following Dynamite, has also been moved to Friday night. Oh, okay. <laughs> because of, you guessed it, the NBA playoffs. Who could have seen it coming? Weird. So we'll have to uh, set a different date for that one. Okay. But we will keep you guys posted on Twitter. Right on. Well, um, sadly, of course, you guys um, – now, you guys weren't able to do your predictions, right? Or no, no, you did no, your predictions. Last we did. We, we did. did. That's right, yep. 
we didn't uh, take into account whatever the fuck happens on Dynamite tomorrow, but, you know. Right. So uh, the predictions poll is up on runonwrestling.com. Make sure you get that in um, before this weekend. Um, but, yeah. Um, if anything changes, sorry, we're just not going to be able to change a predictions poll. Once it goes up, it's up. Uh, yeah, so, we have said that on the, yeah. yeah so if if yeah. they add a match or if they take something away, it's not our fault. Yep. Yeah, if somebody else gets concussed and can't make the show, that's what happened. Yeah. I already saw I already saw Darius Martin got removed from that match, so. Um, that's yeah. interesting because it wasn't Darius scheduled. It was Dante. Darius is the one with the torn ACL. Whatever the fuck, whichever the fuck one of them was in it, he's there not anymore. It's a singles match now between it Miro would, and Dante. It wouldn't surprise me if they tried to make Darius wrestle with a torn ACL. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so that is our our production schedule for the week. Uh, I do not know the next time Twat Magic is back because we are still waiting on the Twats to put out a new podcast episode. Uh, oh, if, they're canceling this fucking show. They have no interest in doing it anymore. We'll see if they do happen to drop a new episode tomorrow uh, because of everything going on this week. Uh, we will most likely not be able to do a Twat Magic until the following week, and we'll have to do a double up episode. So, uh, but uh, yeah, we have we have no word on if. <laughs> If that shit's coming back or not, so or, or when it's coming back at all. So. And by the way, I hope it does for content purposes, but the only reason I say that is because you guys have said on Twat Magic for the past few weeks, well, they're really mailing it in. It's only like a 20-minute episode this week. Yeah. And I'm like, that's never a good sign for podcasts. No. Uh, we we will live on. Um, even if they don't do the podcast anymore, we'll still have uh, uh, Total Bellas when that comes back, and we'll live on in that, but we wouldn't obviously be uh, a weekly show anymore. Uh, unless we do, do decide to do our Grey's Anatomy podcast. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's been a long-running joke. I know, John, you're making faces. It's been a long-running joke on the show. Uh, I was going to say, <laughs> having seen a decent amount of that show, don't do it. No, no. I, that's That's been the whole joke, is I watched the first couple of seasons with my wife, and then I stopped. My wife did not. Le- Lisa, oh, Lisa is a huge so fan of it. Worse. I've also, heard. Also, the, um, the possibility of... of going back and watching all of the Total Divas episodes. No, I don't want to do that. <laughs> nope. I, uh, I just filled in my AEW predictions, which are wholly uninformed. Yes. Uh, but you know what? Probably still easy as shit to predict. Yep. Although, uh, well, I picked against Cody because fuck him. Uh, yeah, fuck that guy. No retaining the title. Like. Uh, but yeah, the uh, my, my favorite pick was uh, for the uh, mystery participant in the <laughs> Battle Royal, I picked someone underwhelming. Nice, most likely. Nice. nice. I mean, I actually named a person and it would still be underwhelming, so... <laughs> um. But you'll, you'll have to hear about all of that next Tuesday on uh, on the AW Rundown. Uh, so, with that, um, so, send us home. I guess that means we'll smack your ass raw next week. Indeed, that's, uh, that's, it's weird hearing other people say that sometimes, but here yeah. we go. <laughs> Bye-bye. Gotta keep the gimmick going. <laughs>
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You have been listening to a Rundown Wrestling Network production. Please visit rundownwrestling.com for all of our shows as well as our other special events. Keep it locked there or subscribe to the Rundown Wrestling Network on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, Stitcher Premium, or anywhere you get your podcast from. Leave us a voice message that we will play on an episode by going to anchor.fm slash rundownwrestling slash message. Join our Patreon at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. You can show us how much you love us by buying us a cup of coffee for just one buck at ko-fi.com slash rundownwrestling. Go to reddit.com slash r slash rundownwrestling. Follow us on Twitter at rundownnetwork. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash rundownwrestling. Email the show your dick pics and twat shots via rundownwrestling at gmail.com. Or go to Instagram or YouTube and look for Rundown Wrestling. Follow us on Twitch by going to twitch.tv slash rundownwrestling. And you can also follow our host Adam on twitch.tv slash the saleser effect. This has been a Rundown Wrestling Network production. <laughs>